Hello, I'm Reverend Shannon Moore, and you're listening to the Simple Worship Podcast, recorded each week at University Christian Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Every Sunday at 9.30 a.m., we gather in the Chapel of the Good Shepherd to sing, take communion, and worship. If you'd like to join us, in person or virtually, please visit our website, universitychristian.org, for more details. For our scripture passage today, just to give a brief word of context, uh, Jesus has been going around, he's been gaining popularity, lots of crowds have been hearing about this person named Jesus, and he's asked his his closest disciples, a group of 12 or so, who do you say I am? And Peter has just said, Christ, of course you are the Messiah, the Son of God, um, proclaiming his Messiahship. And he said, yes, blessed are you, Simon, um, for you have answered this um, from the word of your father, not from yourself. And so, something like that. And so, he sternly orders his disciples, although this Messiah statement has just been identified, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Not yet. Um, And so, that's kind of what's happened up until our passage today, which comes from Matthew, um, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, verses 21 to 28. And so, receive this reading. From that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders, chief priests, and scribes, and be killed. And on the third day, he would be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord. This must never happen to you. But he turned and he said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Then Jesus told his disciples, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life. For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and he will repay everyone for what has been done. Truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. This is the word of the Lord for us today. Um, I want to start by sharing just from the get-go one of the main things I want to communicate this morning, which is Setting our minds on divine things will lead us to the life that's for us. Setting our minds on divine things will lead us to the life that's for us. There's two sections in our passage this morning. First, Jesus foretells his death, his impending suffering, that he will be killed. In this section, I don't know if you remember, but there was a snap I did at the beginning, and that's just kind of signify Something, something happened there. Something changed from just before this text, Jesus says, don't tell anyone, and then all of a sudden he's like, okay, but I'm really going to get into the details with you now. I'm really going to let you know what's about to happen. Something changed in this moment. And so there's also a line where Jesus says to Peter, one of his closest followers, one of his closest friends, uh, you know, get behind me, Satan. You are not setting your mind on divine things, but on human things. And that's a line that really stuck out to me today that I wanted to focus on um, because I believe that our thoughts have incredible influence on the kinds of people we become. Our thought life has an incredible impact 
on the disciple we are, on the person we are, on the family member we are. One of my professors that I, has been influential in my life has said that where your thoughts go, your life goes with it. Uh, said differently, our thoughts run our lives. Our thoughts have so much impact on the people we come, on the life we kind of live, on the kind of life we live. Um, and so we're focusing on our thoughts today um, as it relates to work, to family, friendships, spiritual life. I don't know if this is a helpful example, but I've even been thinking about this week as uh, once upon a time I was in a driver's ed course and going through the material and they talk about, you know, when it's at nighttime, it's hard to see, you're driving, there's other oncoming traffic coming and they have those bright lights. Uh, I was, believe I was trained to look towards the right side of the road because if you're looking at the lights, you're going to run into that car potentially as your eyes just follow, you know, where your eyes go there you go as well. And so that's the same kind of idea we're talking with, where your thoughts go, so goes your life. Um, and so, have you thought about your thought life recently? Because we have to be intentional about our thought life. If we're not intentional, it will just kind of go where it goes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I believe as people of faith, we don't want life to just happen to us. Um, as people who have convictions, it's particularly kind of convictions of this life of faith that we've been called to and that we believe in. We want to use that to our advantage. We want to use our thought life to gain a certain kind of life, to move us in a direction towards Christ, towards wholeness, towards the good life. Um, and so every person has a system of belief. Um, that's not unique to people of faith, but the, the calling we have as Christians is to say, we want to be formed towards the direction of Christ. We want our thoughts to go this way so that our life also goes towards Christ. Um, and so as we make this decision, we want to set our thoughts on divine things, not on human things, um, for that moves us closer to Christ. I was reminded of a passage from Colossians 3. Paul's writing this letter to the church at Colossae, um, which is a very similar thought process and, and wording. So it says this, Since then you've been raised with Christ, Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. End of the first section. The second section that we read from today talks about the cross and self-denial. And something I was noticing at this point in Jesus' journey is the cross is not something he's encountered personally, at least on being on the cross. It's not something that has been spiritualized. Instead, the cross is a pop cultural reference to remind everyone that the government has the ability to publicly and brutally murder you, and they have the power over you. Not you, you don't have your own power. The ruling authorities have power over you. That's what the cross was at this point in time to Jesus and to his followers. Not to say that it wouldn't become something different later on, but that's what he's referencing when he's saying, take up your cross. That's the kind of connotation that they're working with at that point. Um, and then he goes on to say, what will they give in return for their life? Which is kind of that rephrasing of it, as he said, what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their soul? And so what will you give in return for your life is a pretty big question for 9.30 on Sunday morning, but... 
Jesus is asking it. Uh, he doesn't care if it's Labor Day weekend or not. He's, he's asking us that one. Um, and so I don't know about you, but I just think that as humans, we have a tendency to kind of shrink up, um, to hold on to those things that are dear to us, to protect what we have, to save a little bit for ourselves. As Jesus says, we try to save our life for our sakes. Uh, that's something I know I've that's a tendency that I have to want to hold on to what I have, to protect what I have, to keep for myself. Um, but he says the end result of that is that a person loses their life. Um, and then kind of flips that again and says, but the divine way runs the other direction. The divine way leads to loosening up, to letting go, to opening ourselves up uh, to the bigger picture than what's happening in our own world. And so that applies to all of our life. That's, it's tough to let go. It's tough to loosen up. It's not easy to open ourselves to the things that we can't control, um, to letting go of possessions, of wealth, of our lives. It doesn't matter what age we are. Everyone has some learning to do in letting go because it's just a very human response to hold on to what we have, to want to keep what we got. Um, it's a hard truth. But I, I think it's a lot of truth, even though it's hard, um, that the divine way of opening up is not easy, but it is a way that leads to a life that we can keep and a life that gives, a life without lack. So kind of my closing thought is just asking ourselves, what kind of life are we living? What do we want to gain in this life? This is the question Jesus asks us. And I, I want to echo it. What, what do we want? What do we want to gain? What kind of life are we wanting to live? Setting our minds on divine things will lead us to finding the life that's for us. Because our lives follow the direction of our thoughts. And when we set our minds on divine things, that will naturally help us let go of some of those things we want to hold on to. So that we can lose our life for Christ's sake and find life to the fullest. Thank you for listening to the Simple Worship Podcast. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to us at universitychristian.org. If you like this sermon, please share it with others. Thanks again and have a blessed week.